Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of Calling in Your Car. <laughs> that was a dynamite intro. That was an intro, and I just see wow. Josh about I'm to about spew, spew coffee, coffee all over. Were, were you not expecting the hey there? Hey no, there. He, he wasn't either, so I see yeah. him chuckling. Hey there. I, I don't know. I, in my well, thought. Well, howdy. I was, I was thinking, you know, we usually say good morning, yeah. but, but someone might not listen to it in the morning, so yeah. I decided to go with something different. Man, so, change hey it up. I like it. Hey there. That just caught me off guard so, because hey. my eyes were on Josh, who was about to spew his coffee. The Nate, the Nate Land podcast begins every week with, hello, folks, and hey, bear. They say, hey, hey bear. bear. Hey, bear. It's hey, not bear. bear. It's bear. <laughs> well, yeah. hello, folks. Hello, folks. Copyright. Yeah. Hey, there. Hey, I said there. Don't come at me, Nate. Hey, it's good to be together, as <laughs> we have already experienced with laughs and giggles. Uh, it's been a long time since the three of us circled up around this table. We did a did a podcast before Thanksgiving, uh, but then we were all out. And then the week after that, once again, we were all out. And so Josh recorded some of the most profound stuff you'll ever hear on his own last week. But it's nice to be all around the same table again. So um, let's go ahead and go back like I don't even know how long ago this was now, two and a half weeks ago. How was your Thanksgiving week? Yeah, it was great. Uh, my Kansas family was in, so Sasha's side. Um, we had, uh, what is it, six house guests. We smoked turkey. They brought brisket as well, so we had great ah, food yeah, there we all go. week there we go. long. We had the smoked turkey and the brisket. Where so did the brisket here, come from? Did they make it? or He has a, Matthew, my brother-in-law, does a great job. He has a smoker and then nice. bought it. So, was it a full brisket, or did he just do the point, or did he do the flat? There was, there was a lot. Okay. There was like a nine by 13, two nine by 13 pants. So was it so, all So what Adam, what Adam is demonstrating in these much questions more specific than I know is how that there is right a now. world of brisket that the average person doesn't no. know about. I know. <laughs> it was not sliced. I know that. It was pulled. Or it was like shredded okay. or whatever. Okay. Okay. So, okay. so wasn't the best. <laughs> it, was, it was still great. It was still good. <laughs> Listen to the Texas yeah. barbecue snob. The best come out I know, right there. I know Look, sliced brisket one of, is the best. One but. of the most disappointed moments of my life was um, around here somewhere. I ordered a, a brisket sandwich, and yeah. in my like Change entire existence, in my entire existence, like a brisket sandwich is going to be like three or four slices of brisket uh-huh. mm-hmm. on a bun. Yep. And they or pulled Texas out toast. this stuff that just looked like roast beef that yeah. was shredded. It's like, yeah. this is not brisket. So no, It still can be taste good. It, it can it's taste just, good. It's just you got to get your um, – if you're thinking you're getting sliced brisket and you get shredded, it is a little bit of a disappointment. It's but disappointing. Brisket is great. And so no, – It was better good. than turkey. No. Better than turkey. Exactly. Brisket is not better than turkey. I think that – I'm not talking Thanksgiving at this point. I'm just saying – I I will actually yes I will I will take a stand and Ooh. say that on a regular basis turkey is better than brisket. Wow, you like a, a good turkey sandwich, don't wow. you? Well, yeah, a good turkey sandwich. But here's the thing: I can only do brisket so often because it is so much. It's it, the red it, meat. It's the red the, meat. It's the yeah. it's the fattiness of it. Uh-huh. And so yeah, there you go. How about that? Let's start off. Let's go. All right. <laughs> I don't think I'm the one with the craziest food take today. No, I'm not. No, I'm not yeah, talking flavor. Know. I'm talking on a regular, regular yeah, just, basis. Yeah, I can yeah. eat turkey a whole lot more than I can eat brisket. Fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. But anyway, your, thanks, your Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving was, was great. <laughs> um, it was funny. My father-in-law. It, it seems to rain every single time he comes, and sure enough, the first day it rained, <laughs> but then it cleared up, and it was a great week. The kids played outside a ton, and it was just it was a lot of fun. Yeah. So Ooh. good Thanksgiving week. Love it, Adam. Yeah, Thanksgiving was great, and um, so, yeah, I mean, had had the kids in, 
well, the kids are always in. Well, actually, Jaden's not always in. She's always, she's apparently at school, so that was fun. And um, so, yeah, it was just good yeah. stuff. Got to Dude. smoke a turkey. Got Love to, it. And uh, decided next year that I'm not going to wet brine my turkey. Um, I'm going to dry brine it. Help. So a brine is to its um, insurance is how you think about it. <laughs> yeah. It is moisture insurance. It keeps the – Right. To keep the turkey from drying up. So you – you wet, you did wet. So wet you brine is it. you submerge it in basically about a gallon of salty water with a bunch of other seasonings and things too, okay. and you do it overnight, and it yep. causes all that osmosis stuff to take place. Right. Um, but then you dry it out for twenty four hours in a fridge uncovered. Were you able to do that? I did, but it didn't get the skin dry enough still, huh. mm. okay. and so my skin still was a little uh, more rubbery okay. than I would have preferred. Okay. And so, but a dry brine is you just coat it with salt and uh-huh. seasonings, and then you okay. just put it in the fridge, and it just sucks the moisture out and then puts it back into the meat, but it makes the skin super crispy. Mm-hmm. So there you go. All right, there you go. Dry yeah, brine, brine next year. The recipe you sent me was it was very tasty. Mm-hmm. It was the flavor yeah. was excellent. The flavor I, was I used the same recipe you did. Yeah. So. yeah in re, in regards to food for my Thanksgiving, so um, on the podcast we were yeah, asked how'd your together, mom do? Look <laughs> after after. Another Thanksgiving in Texas versus the last couple of Thanksgivings here. Um, what I said on the podcast last time we were all together um, is more relevant um, than it was then. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Nice. Just, just, turkey's just even not, drier. It's just not good. <laughs> yeah. It's just not. Yeah. So uh, Thanksgiving food. I'm didn't coming, you go I'm to Whataburger to on Thanksgiving? We went to Whataburger on Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Food? Yes, okay. we did. We We did. So that was... That so was the best meal I had on Thanksgiving. So okay, I, I'm I, I'm really sorry. I really am because that's just that's disappointing. But um, so for um, the last bit of the leftovers, um, so have you ever had a taco ring? You know the crescent rolls. Oh, with, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So we saw this thing on either Instagram or whatever. You do a Thanksgiving ring. That's that's a good idea. And so we did the casserole growing up. Just so you, all in casserole. You do the crescent roll ring, but you, then you layer. You do mashed potatoes dressing. Uh, turkey, cranberry sauce, okay. and then the left, and then you bake it, and then the leftover gravy is what you dip it in. Yeah, bro, that's nice. Did you do it? Oh yes. Yeah. Oh my. Okay. That is that's what thing, I'm actually to the point where it's like I think that's just what we should do for Thanksgiving. <laughs> like just in general, just, just in yeah. ger- just it all that. Together. You don't yeah. need all the separate dishes. Just do that. You could do that on a regular Friday night, man. Yeah, you just got a lot of food you got to make beforehand. Yeah, that's so. true. There you go. So Thanksgiving was good, but Thanksgiving is gone. It is, and uh, Christmas is uh, is ahead of us. So, are you guys? Are you in the Christmas spirit right now? Mm, I think so. It. Because so. because we He's got red and green on. I That's do. true. He yeah. does. I'm in black. <laughs> Funeral. <laughs> I think I think we are because since they were coming in from Kansas, we celebrated just the the Christmas holiday, exchanged gifts and things already. Our Christmas tree uh, was already up and it has been for a while. Um, so. Yeah, and we did. We're doing um, like Advent meals as a family. Cool. So Sunday nights are those those times where we circle up and actually eat by candlelight. So it's just one candle Sunday, and then um, it'll be two this Sunday, and then three the next, and then four the next. So Jesus, the light of the world, coming in to the world. So it's fun. We eat nice food. I know yeah, Adam so. doesn't appreciate pork chops as much as I do, but Ooh, pork, pork no, chops, pork chops are good. Pork chops were nice uh, Sunday, and I think salmon is coming this Sunday on Ooh. a cedar wood plank. So cool, yeah. very nice. 
So yes, I'm in the Christmas cool. season. Cool. You're yeah in the Christmas spirit, Adam. Uh, so much. I don't know. As much as you usually are. <laughs> yeah. No. Um. I think it's different. As Jaden's out of town, and so yeah, right. family's I, yeah. in town. I think that helps. Right. Yeah. My kids so. are all here. So. Yeah. No, I mean the, the house is decorated. House looks great. Mm-hmm. Um, Jen and Jaden did that over Thanksgiving break, and so, um, so yeah. I mean, sure. I mean, yeah. I and en- I enjoy the Christmas time, uh, the season. Um, insider baseball, it is a little bit of a, um, it's a more busy time of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, well, that's Much, it seems like. Yeah. For a couple of weeks. Yeah. For a couple of weeks there, there's just, there's a lot like, going on there. And then, uh, um, but yeah, so, but I think that's for everybody. That's not, yeah, just, that's not just for us here in the yeah, church. I would say but so. I think it's just trying to get the Christmas Eve planned and all those things going. And so, mm-hmm. um, and then figuring out how to preach on Christmas again, you know, <laughs> for the, for the fourteenth uh, time, I year think. in a row, yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, so there you go. I was a uh, um, with a group of ninth graders over at LCA this last week, and um, they in chapel were talking about uh, the and uh, Christmas story. So Mary giving birth to Jesus, all that sort of stuff. And I was like, so what's what's something that sticks out? And one of them was like. Psh- I don't know. It's the same old story with the same old morals. <laughs> I was like, well, I mean, you're right, but you're also wrong. Right. Something yeah. can stick out, you know? Exactly. So, um, so yep. there it is. Which is why I kind of like what we're doing with this series this year. You know, it's, it's not just taking the Christmas text. It's thinking through the implications of Jesus coming to earth and right. you know, what that, what that brings to us. So, yeah. well, and I don't know if people around Corinth know the church calendar, um, like traditionally, historically and all that stuff, but, this this series is a sneaky way to do Advent without doing mm-hmm. Advent. Yep. If you didn't notice, it's yeah. the four words. It's the yeah, hope, you know, love, joy, hope, peace, love. Yeah, all of it. Yep. Patience, so. kindness, goodness. <laughs> no, 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 not that one. Not that one. Different list. Yeah. Different list. Different list. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those are all good though. Too. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Let's do a couple more Christmas questions, really quick. Best Christmas movie. Best Christmas movie is um, Christmas Vacation on TV. Yeah. On TV. I've always yeah. got to throw that yeah. in there because, so, like, I don't want anybody going out and buying the yeah. Blu-ray or whatever. I mean, you can do whatever you want, but just don't think that that's what I'm recommending. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay with the kids on TV. Yeah. Don't uh, pop yeah. in that Blu-ray. Do not plop in. Do not. When, yeah, yeah. when yeah. the kids are around. Yeah. Josh? I, uh, I've always liked Home Alone and Elf. I watched Home Alone, too, the other Now, Elf is pretty yeah. top-notch. You know, Home Alone, so I'm going to use this Sunday. Um in communion time, but Elf is 20 years old. Came out in 2003. I know. So here you go. Christmas Vacation is 34 years old. Home Alone's pretty old too, right? Yeah, it'd been 91. Um, But here's the deal. So in Christmas Vacation, so it's 1989, Mm -hmm. whenever Clark is stuck up in the um, attic, he finds videos from 1955, which is 34 years. And so that means if it was made today, Clark would be in the attic and he would find videos from 1989. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that's what he would be watching. That's fun. Yeah. You were born 85. Okay. I was, for some reason, thinking of the song 89. (laughs) (laughs) 1989. Oh, well. Okay. Uh, What about Christmas song? What about you? What's yours, man? Uh, Probably Elf or Christmas Story. Okay. Um, Did you watch a Christmas Story Christmas Story? 
This, no. The one that came out like last year? No, I didn't. That was fantastic. Was it? Yeah. There was one that came out your, uh, last year that was really good. It was the musical with Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. 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 I forget what it, exactly what it's called. Spirited or something? Spirited. Spirited, yeah. I thought that was really good. That was enjoyable. really good. Um, but the uh, Christmas Story Christmas where Ralphie is an adult with his own uh, kids was yeah. really, really good. Okay. We liked it. I'll check it out this year. Um, what about Worst Christmas Song? This is one of my favorite questions to ask. I'm the happiest Christmas yeah. tree is always going to be my worst. Yeah. I don't even know that song. That's ho, 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 and a he, yeah. he, he. Yeah, yeah it's, little it's little drummer boy. Stupid. Little drummer boy for Adam. I hinted at both of those things uh, on <laughs> at church yeah. on Sunday. And I think I think my least favorite is simply having a wonderful Christmas time. <laughs> um, it just is so annoying. It's not bad. It is, it is so annoying. It's not Over and best. over and over and over and it's over It's not the again. best work that, what, John Lennon? Right. Like, it's not the best work yeah, he's put no, on. Compare it to the rest Paul of... Paul McCartney. Paul that McCartney. Paul I'm sorry. McCartney. Compare it to the rest Show of... Show my McCannon. age here. Yeah. It's not that great. Hey, we're in a series called Wishlist, um, and... Adam, you started off uh, yesterday's sermon with a nod to some uh, all-time great classic rock songs. Mm -hmm. So it's got me thinking, before we jump into the sermon real quick, if the three of us were going to create a collaborative top five for classic rock, what we don't have to say f these exact five, but what are some of the songs that would at least have to be considered for that top five? So are we doing classic rock love songs or just classic I rock? I just put classic rock in general. Okay. And we could go love, love songs if that narrows no, it down and helps you a little bit. No, let, let's let's keep it right here. So um, I'm trying to think. I am not a huge classic rock guy, so um, I just don't listen to a lot of music. But Journey, <laughs> uh, Don't Stop Believing, it's got to be. Okay. Got to be Stop Believing, I think, has got to be on there. Yeah. Um, what do you think, Josh? I see you. Uh, Josh is on Chat GPT. He's like, yeah, "What is? Please tell me what is classic rock." What is classic rock? rock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so according to Chat GPT, we have "Stairway to Heaven." Okay, I was, I was actually going to say "Bohemian that's, Rhapsody." That's, "Bohemian Rhapsody," I feel like has. Oh, to be Oh, what is a heart song? Um, um, alone. Alone by heart. Yes. I don't know that. I don't think I know that one. I'm <laughs> yeah. crazy. Hotel on Hotel California is pretty. Eh. Well, it could know. be considered. That one's up there. Here's their list. Uh, like a Rolling Stone, no. Born to Run, Sweet Child of Mine. Born to Run is terrible. Comfortably yeah. numb. Freebird. Freebird. Freebird is good. We're in, sweet, we're in Georgia. We got to do Freebird. We got to throw that in Freebird, there. Freebird's yeah. in there. So we've got. Sweet Home Alabama. So. No, that. No, not that one. Uh, so so don't Stop Believing. I so think Don't Stop Believing. We've got Freebird. Um, what, what was the one you said there at the beginning? Uh, Bohemian way to Rhapsody. Heaven. Or, yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody. Well, let's throw Bohemian Rhapsody Everybody in knows there. That. So we're at three. Um. What do you got one? I don't know. I feel like a Boston song has got to go in there. Don't look oh, back. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, more than a feeling. More than a feeling. Yeah. That's yeah. the Boston yeah. song right there. Yeah. So and then, there's um, four for us. Let's see. Um, Tom Sawyer by Rush. Tom Sawyer is good by Rush. Maybe um, uh, Tom Petty. Got to get a, maybe a Tom Petty song in there. So American Girl or um, what, it, what, it, what was – I'm looking at my list that I've got here. It's not ChatGPT. This is timeout.com. <laughs> um, Stone Age. Yeah. <laughs> you go to a website. You did Google? Yeah, Amer American, <laughs> American Girl. That's yeah. what, that's what yeah, they've it's got. It's got to be Tom Petty. There you go. There's yeah. some songs. Hey, here's what we want you to do. Curate we, want you to, we want you to either hit us up or, or comment on a social media post of some sort. What is your favorite Christmas movie, least favorite Christmas song, and what are some of the best classic rock songs of all time to be considered? Um. That's where we're going to leave that today. Let's jump into the sermon. We are talking about love, which is why you gave some nods to some classic rock songs. There are songs about love all the time. So, Adam, why don't you give us a quick recap of where we were at in Wishlist Part 2? 
Yeah, so um, once again, non-traditional Christmas text, but um, looking at First John 4, just the idea that um, God is love, that this is how God has shown his love for us, and just really just trying to help us. It, it's, a, it's a season to be reminded uh, more than to be instructed, and reminding us that you know, our God really does love us, and that since we have been loved um, by God, we are to love others in a manner that is uh, worthy of that. And so really, I mean, it's a pretty simple message. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that there's really anything complex. Um, it doesn't mean it's an easy message to do, but I think as far as understanding the concept, um, I think everybody, it, it, like I said, I just think that's a simple message to understand. Yeah. Love it. Josh, uh, as you uh, look at the manuscript that's going to be preached through this Sunday, what are some things that jump out at you? Um, just the action, I think. Um, Adam asked the question, how did God show or how, how did he prove, I guess, that he loved us? It wasn't just by saying it. You know, for God so loved the world that what? That he gave. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just verse after verse of the action steps of what Jesus did. And I love the <clears throat> the illustration, at least in the manuscript, of, um, man, where was it? Like, if God had a wallet, you'd have the picture in it. If, you'd, mm-hmm. if he had a refrigerator, mm-hmm. you'd be on it. Yeah, he's crazy about you. Yeah. yeah, and so just it, it was some great mental pictures to, for us to imagine, hey, this is what I do or, you know, for the people that I love or how people that love me have shown me that. And so God could do that too. Yeah, so, yeah the action, I think, for me was, yeah. was a big deal. Yeah, so love- We should love people by action as well. We should do mm-hmm. things, not just say it. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll get to that. Um, later on in the podcast, no doubt, um, right at the get gate, the get gate, the get go, right out of the gate, right out of the right gate at, at the get, the get go. go. Mm-hmm. That I combined the two, so, so it's the get go. gate. It's the get gate. I like it. Right at the beginning of the sermon, <laughs> if we just talk regularly, um, you kind of started to just throw this out there, Adam. That just like uh, people often wrestle with the question: is just like, does God really? love me mm-hmm. um and so just a question for us to kind of talk about and and riff about just what are some what are some things that often kind of lead us to that question what how where do how do we get to the point to we ask to where we ask man i don't know do, can god does god really love me so can we throw it into uh two broad categories you guys can tell me if you can think of a third so i'll call it um difficulty and disobedience okay Oh, yeah. Okay. Let's see where you're going. Would there be a third? I mean, those are really if there, broad. If there is, we probably couldn't get it to start with a DI. I know. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's pretty amazing. I know. You know. <laughs> um, but um, so difficulty um, is when life goes, goes bad. Life mm-hmm. gets hard. And so it's the bad diagnosis. It's the loss of a relationship. Um, it's grief. It's pain. It's suffering. You go down the list, it's difficulty, and the thought is very, very easy. And I would actually probably say natural according to our flesh is to immediately begin to doubt um, God's love. Mm-hmm. So is that the third one? Is that it? Is it difficulty, well, disobedience, and doubt? I was going to say well, doubt. Doubt, or I was going to yeah. throw out, and this could be a little bit of a stretch, but just uh, the DI word, I, I thought of one, it, dysphoria. Just like not understanding it completely. I'm pretty sure it's DI. Mm-hmm. Dysphoria? I don't, know. I don't know. I don't know. But just not understanding who we are. Okay. Right? Like that can often lead to questions like, well, I don't know who I am. 
And so how could God love who I yeah. think I am? Sure. You right. know, or something like that. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. I definitely yeah, think the, you're the onto doubt, something with difficulty, disobedience and, and doubt for sure. Doubt, doubt uh, popped into my head as well. And in some cases, the doubt is underneath um, Correct. the difficulty, but in other cases, it's and just, the disobedience. Well, yeah, but in other cases, it, it is just its own category of, I don't know if I can believe in a God mm-hmm. at all. Correct. So I don't, mm-hmm. I would yeah. doubt that he loves me. Yeah. So, if I can't sure. believe that there's a God that exists in the yeah. first place, then I wouldn't believe that there's a God that really does love me. Yeah. Just because this world, like, look yeah. around in the world, there's so much bad. How could there be a God? Well, you know, it, so. Or even, um, why would a God, if there is a God, you know, who is overseeing billions of people at a time, why would he take time to care about me? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I could see that one being a third, uh, third category. And it's good. It's always good to have threes. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> so, um, so, so doubt, so, uh, difficulty, disobedience, I think that, um, our sin can lead us to this place of, um, the misunderstanding and misapplication of grace and thinking, mm-hmm. oh, I'm not worthy of God's yeah. love any longer. Yeah. I'm too far gone. I'm too far gone. Yeah. I've messed this up. God's got to be mad at me. God hates me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and sometimes that can be because you had a rough relationship with your parents or it could be any authority figure in your life. And it just causes you to go, does God really love me? Because, you know, my dad, whenever I did this, he sure, it seems like he stopped loving me or sure. my boss, you know, whatever. Yeah. Which yeah. as a father really humbles and scares, <clears throat> scares you the right way mm-hmm. that you are kind of the picture of God to your children mm-hmm. in, in many ways. So dysphoria is a DY. Sorry. <sighs> I checked. Man, should have paid attention in spelling. <laughs> but it's a good, good effort. You wouldn't, uh, you wouldn't have won that ESPN spelling bee. <laughs> no. You <laughs> could have done identity and just said it's an ID instead of a DI. Ah, there you go. There we go. Hey, speaking of the spelling bee, did you see the, the kid years ago who fainted out of uh, so much stress and presser, pressure in the middle of that? How do you spell no. presser? <laughs> presser. <laughs> so he fainted, but then w- like woke back up and finished the word. That he was on. Did they, did they give amazing. it to him? Yeah. Gangster. There wasn't yeah. like a time limit or anything? No. Like he got it. Yeah. Well done. Look up the, yeah, look it up later. Yeah. So anyway, back on track. Sorry. Regardless of how we get to asking that question, whether it be difficulty or disobedience or doubt, mm-hmm. um, it is. Or uh, dysphoria. Or dysphoria. Mm-hmm. It, is, it is clear um, in scripture and in the narrative and character of God that the answer is yes. <clears throat> like he, he does love you. He does love me. He loved us. And so. And we went to, or rather Adam, you went to Josh. No, (laughs) I'm about to go to Josh and he's going to go to first John chapter four, verses nine through 10. Josh, would you mind uh, reading that passage of scripture that was uh, preached through um, yesterday? Yeah. So it's this, God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is love. Not that we loved God but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. First John four, nine and 10. Love it. Thank you. What are some, uh, just looking at the text, hearing it read, what are some initial observations um, as you kind of think through that? Yeah, I got to share mine on Sunday. So <laughs> um, for me, it's just two quick ones. It's the action again, he sent. And then the order, it's not that we loved first, but God loved yeah. us first. Yeah. And, and every, everything we do is a response to how God is already reaching out to us. Yeah, that's, that's the one that jumps out to me. I you scribbled off to Adam that 
it's I'm always encouraged um, by the fact that his love for us isn't dependent on our love for him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he loved us first before we even knew who he was. And so the, the order matters. It's not that we have to love God and then because we do, he loves us. Yeah. Um, it, it's he loved us long before he even before we even knew him. And I think that's yeah. that's key. And I, I would say that, you know, you go back to your dysphoria or your doubt. Um, I, I think that that's one of the key um, ingredients to that is just getting that order out of whack. And so it causes this earn me first attitude. And it's just too much weight to bear um, to be able to think that, man, I've got to do this. I've got to do this. I've got to do this. Otherwise, God's not going to love me. And that that is crushing. And um, I, I think that's why whenever Jesus comes and says, you know, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden for my, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Mm-hmm. Um, that I, I think, I mean, that's really what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. Of Let's take this yoke and this burden off of you of trying to earn your way to, to the father. He, he loved you first. Yeah. So live out of that uh, reality. Yeah, and he loved you first before you even knew him. So he loved mm-hmm. you before you could even do anything for him. Exactly. And I think that we have a really, in our culture, um, we have a really misconstrued idea of love. Mm-hmm. And that the reason I might say I love somebody or something is because of what it does for me. Correct. Right. So like I love so-and-so because they are encouraging to me. Or yeah. I love so-and-so because they... um Give me a warm, fuzzy, warm, fuzzy feeling. Blessed me and all that sort of stuff. And that's not necessarily a a bad thing by any stretch of the imagination. But when it comes to like love with uh, in context of our relationship with God, like he demonstrated unconditional love for us Mm -hmm. before we were even able to offer anything to him Mm -hmm. um, because he loved us first before we even knew him. And that's huge. Yeah, even as early as uh, Genesis 15, this is the covenant between God and Abraham. And the word covenant just um, popped into my head. A covenant is not a contract that's dependent on you doing your part, me doing my part. It's like God said to Abraham, Abraham, um, I will be faithful because I have promised to be faithful. Yeah. And he even looks hundreds of years into the future, like post the captivity into uh, Egypt. And he said, your people are going to come back here. and He's making all these promises, not because Abraham had done anything yet, but because God had promised that he was going to make a people. Yeah, that's so, good. Yeah, I love it. So God loves us, and um, it's not just something that he says. Um, it's something that he shows. And yeah. I, I love this. Just Adam yesterday, you just, what did God do? And then you just laid it out. Galatians 2.20. Yeah. He gave himself for me. Ephesians 2. He made us alive in Christ because of his great love for us. Ephesians 5. Um, Christ loved and gave himself up for us as an offering to God. Romans 5, 8, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. This is how God shows his love for us. So it's, mm-hmm. it's action, it's demonstration, it's proof. Um, and so it's just, it's just really, really cool. I loved um, this line. I'll just read it. It said, there are many reasons God sent his son. Um, his son would reveal his nature. That's true. Mm-hmm. His son would accomplish salvation. That's true. Mm-hmm. His son would bring him glory. That's mm-hmm. true. But the sweetest reason God sent his son is, is just that he loves us. And so you might say he'd rather die than, than live without us. And yeah. I just think that that is such a great summary of the fact that, that God is demonstrating his love for us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and then this is where uh, you mentioned the Max Lucado quote, which Dashi loved. Yeah. Refrigerator, yeah. your picture be on it, wallet, photo be in it. He'd send you flowers. 
mm-hmm. all that stuff. So yeah. So if that was a, that needs to be updated because uh, I don't remember whenever Max wrote that, but it'd be if um, God had a phone, you'd be his. His you'd be, yeah, you'd be the wallpaper, yeah, desktop background. Yeah, he'd be your, you'd be a screensaver. Yeah. If uh, if do we do screensavers anymore? Uh, what do what do we call the home screen? You would be a desktop background for MacBook, right? Because okay. I just reset mine the other day, so it read set as desktop right. background. Okay, but then on the phone it'd be set as lock screen, <laughs> lock screen or home screen. Yeah, you'd be his. You'd be on his home screen or lock screen. Yeah, yeah. You'd be on his favorites. Yeah. yeah. Speed dial. Yes, you'd be on the favorites. He would he would not silence your text message notifications. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which means he's better than I. Mm-hmm. Um, so there you go. Um Adam, one of the things that you that you mentioned that I thought was maybe worth at least talking about a little bit here is you said Christian Christianity, unlike any other religion, mm-hmm. is the true story of Jesus taking all of our sin and giving us all his righteousness. So when you think about Christianity versus a lot of the other belief systems in the world. I think, I think this idea of love and God pursuing is what really separates it from the rest. So talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah. If you look at any other world religion, it's always, I mean, I kind of feel like it's a cheesy phrase, but it's, even if it's cheesy, it's super remember, super memorable. Mm -hmm. And it is every other religion is defined by two letters, D O it's do. Mm-hmm. Christianity is defined by four D O N E. It's done what God has done. Um, so um, that's that is the difference. And so you go to um, Islam. It's yep. it's all about what you do. Yep. Buddhism, all about what you do. Yep. You know, you just go down the list. Every single one of those things mm-hmm. is about what you do for God mm-hmm. and in hope to. Um, earn enough credit, earn enough righteousness so that the scale tips in your favor. So at right. the end of time, um, you are able to enter into whatever version of paradise peace, or yeah. peace. It's contractual. It's not covenantal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so that is what makes us different than every other thing and every other religion. Mm-hmm. And it's quite remarkable. And it's also, I think, why um, Christianity is so easily confused sometimes. Yeah. Because people... People like karma. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They like the concept of karma, that I'm going to get what I deserve because, of, well, they, they like a positive side of karma. And they like the negative side when it comes to somebody else. Yeah, <laughs> right. You know, I, I'm going to do good, and so I'm going to reap good. Uh, or not reap, because that's actually a biblical concept. But the, the, the cosmos owes me good. Correct. That's, that would be the way that they, they'd think about it. Yeah, and they did bad. And so the cosmos owes them bad mm-hmm. in return. Yeah. And, um, but grace upends all that. Yeah. And it's just like, actually, we all deserve, mm-hmm. we all deserve bad. Yeah. But God and his grace gives us reward. Yeah. I think that this, this along with one other thing is just the easiest separator and confident giver, confidence giver in Christianity versus other belief systems. It's that. Um, God loves us and drew near to us. Mm-hmm. He wants He wants us to be in His presence. Then the other thing, and this is a little bit of a, um, a rabbit trail, uh, but the other thing I think is just that Christianity makes the most sense when it comes to suffering in the world too. Yeah. Like none of the other belief systems really give good answers for the suffering. In fact, if you want to throw out, you know, Buddhism and Hinduism, um, the goal, the heaven, the peace, the paradise is 
to cease to exist. Correct. Like that's what we want. <laughs> we want to we Nothing want to do enough. One. We want to be moral enough, earn the credit, so that we just get out of this terrible place. Mm -hmm. And uh, and that's just like that's. There's no hope in that no. at all. And so Yeah, and so the Christian hope and I don't know if this ends up showing up in your message next week, Josh, but mm. the Christian hope is for re redemption of all things. Correct. Mm. And then he's yeah. gonna make all things good and all things new, all things right. Yeah. Love it. God loves us. He's drawing near to us. And so um that is uh, that is incredible. So it's true that God really loves us. In fact, one of the one of the songs that I just reflecting um this morning on some of the things that have happened this year. And one of the songs that's been uh, more of an anthem for me this year has been uh, that new Crowder song. Crowder, I don't know yeah. if it's new, but it's just like, hallelujah, God really, God loves, really us. loves us. Oh, yeah. That's, love, that's just been a really, really great song. Top 25 classic this year. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Crowder, Crowder won't fit into the classic rock category, although I, he's been making music for, for 25 it. years or yeah. so. I would disagree. He should qualify. Yeah. Crowder's awesome. He's amazing. There we go. So the question is, we know for a fact God really loves us. The question is, what do we do with that love? And the short answer is to pay it forward and to love others. Mm -hmm. um, but it's harder to do, easier said than done. So, Josh, you're our Bible reader for the day. Why don't you hit us up with the next verses that Adam uh, shared with us, which is First John chapter 4 again, this time verse 7, and then verses 11 and 12. Yeah, here we go. Dear friends, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. Verse 11, uh, dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us and his love is brought to full expression in us. Love it. Thank you. Thank you. What about this one? Some initial observations on, uh, on these verses, again, from the same chapter. Oh, once again, I'll let Josh go. <laughs> Um, I don't know if this, that this is an observation from the text, but just the word love, um, it's, it's sometimes hijacked by a culture that has transformed it to mean um, I accept you no matter what you do or I give you a free pass. And so yeah. I think part of our job as, as Christians is not to like argue somebody to death and prove the biblical definition or whatever, but to show actually what true love is. And it's sometimes speaking very hard truth. Yeah. But it's... Um, it's, once again, it's action. It's it's loving people who are difficult. Right. And I think this came out uh, somewhere, Adam, just the the difficult people or the someone who's gossiped about you or the mm -hmm. one, you know, that, that sort of stuff. So um, it's keeping that, that memory, like verse 11 mm -hmm. says, if God loved us so much when we were as bad as we are, then we surely ought to love other people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's good, especially with love, what you mentioned first, just about like truth-telling and associating that with like true and genuine love. I know the people in my life who I know for a fact love me the most and the deepest are the people who aren't shy of telling me what I need to hear, even if it's going to hurt me. Yeah. And that's a part of love. And Well, it's in the love chapter, know. the famous love chapter. Yeah. Um, mo most people don't talk about this one. They, they go, love is patient and kind and does not envy and it does not boast. There's one of those that says love rejoices with the truth. Right. Yeah. It's not, it doesn't say love rejoices in telling people the truth and saying gotcha or something. It's, it's right. rejoicing in the truth. There is yeah. truth in love. Yeah, so. absolutely. And we already kind of just don't understand the, the idea of love. Like, mm -hmm. we, you know, yeah. we use the phrase, I love my wife. And I also use the phrase, I love Whataburger. And brisket and, and tacos. I love brisket yeah. and I love tacos. As long tacos. as it's sliced. Right. So, yeah, <laughs> I don't love cold brisket. It's supposed to be pork. 
Um, but yeah, we, we are totally there. So those are some initial observations from Josh. Really good stuff. We are loved by um, God. And so then we pay it forward. We've got to love others. Yeah, let me expand on that yeah. just a bit that won't get touched on in the, in the message. Cause you know, there's only so much time. Um, but if you read through seven through 16 and the entire text is probably more like seven through 21 would be, if I remember right, if I got my verses right. Um, one of the words there that, um, John is using is this idea of like abide. I mean, it is really what the word is. And so remains in me, which is a lot like John chapter 15, 15. Yep. you know, yep. um, that, that idea and so, but what, what's interesting here, and I'm reading some stuff here from um, uh, N.T. Wright, and what he said is, um, basically what verse 11 says, his translation is, if that's how God loved us, we ought to love one another in the same way. And he, well, his point is, is this, if anything, is an even stronger statement than we may have imagined. Mm-hmm. He said, you can hear it as simply saying, there, God set us an example, we should copy it. He's like, that's true. But the, it's the next verse that shows the deeper depth. That nobody has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love is completed in us. And so um, he is tying that back to um, John chapter 1, verse 18, mm. which is um, nobody has ever seen God, the only begotten God who is intimately close to the Father, he has brought into life. And so he says, this is, this is the meaning of the statement is striking. We don't really know who God is until we look at Jesus. And so now we see the meaning of our statement in chapter 4, verse 12, 1 John. People don't really know who God is until they see it revealed in the life of Christians. Yeah. So there's so much weight to this in terms of there, there's an old, old song that Luke has probably never heard. Josh, you may have never heard it. But um, it, it was an old, and once again, it's probably a cheesy song. Um, but the, the title of the song was like, You're the Only Jesus That Some Will Ever See. Oh, yeah. So old song from the 80s. Um, classic and rock. Classic rock. <laughs> classic rock. Probably Steve Green. And, um, but um, the, the idea is that, so Jesus reveals the Father to us. And through us loving as the Father has loved us, we reveal God to others as well. And so... It's just there's there's a lot there's a lot of weight, a lot of meat. There's a lot at stake. Yeah, it's it, it suddenly becomes more than oh well, it's just the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, of course it is. It is the right thing to do, but there is there is so much at stake, and we see this play out all of the time. Like right, often the biggest um, reason given for people who have left the faith or who want nothing to do with the faith, yeah, is well, I know the people who have faith and they don't seem, they don't seem very great. You know, they don't seem very loving. And so this is, this is huge. What, um, John is writing and what NT writes. Well, what's the, what's the old Gandhi quote? Um, something about, uh, I've got nothing. I've got no problem with Jesus. It's his followers. I've got a problem. I mean, that's a, right. Yeah. A really poor, um, phrasing of it. It sounded better than what I, did. right. But that, that's the idea but he's getting at. But that's the idea yeah. behind it. Absolutely. And so. Um, it's huge. We've, we've got to love others. Um, it's, it's missional, um, is one of the reasons why. Well, it's um, in, in that others, it is, um, it's love each other who are in the family of God mm-hmm. and love those who are outside. Yes. Um, and so generally, I don't know if this, this is, a, this is painting with way too broad a brush. Okay. But a lot of times 
in churches, this is capital C churches around, um, we can excel at one of the two and we generally don't excel at both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the, the, that's a tough balance. Yeah. yeah. Some churches are really, really good and Christians are just really, really good at loving the lost and then they're just horrible to each other. Mm-hmm. Some people, some churches are really, really good at loving each other in the walls and yeah. don't care about anybody outside. So yeah. it's, it's learning to, mm-hmm. to balance those things because it's got to be both. So let's ask this question. Obviously it's, um, as we talked about, sometimes difficult to accept and receive the truth that God loves us. He does, but I would say it's often even more difficult to actually love the other people that he's calling us to love. So talk to us a little bit about why is it so difficult to, to love other people? People is messy. <laughs> I would, I I would add too. um, sometimes it is, you you said it's often difficult to accept and receive the truth that God loves us. I think that influences the way we love others more than we would think about. Um, and and so why is it difficult to love others? Because I think for many of us, myself included, um, we don't get to the end of that David Crowder song. Hallelujah. God really loves us. And what that really, really means. And Mm -hmm. if you really grasp it, um, you know, we often are the hardest on ourselves to forgive ourselves as well. Yeah. Um, and so mm-hmm. when we don't have the same love and grace, allowing God to re- uh, give us love and grace, um, it's harder to love yeah. others yeah. as well. But yeah, yeah people, it, are, people are messy. People are messy. And, yeah. and it's hard to love others if you hate yourself. Yeah. That's why Jesus says, love your neighbor as you love yeah. yourself. Yeah. yeah. And you got to recognize Once who again, you are. Once again, that dysphoria God's stuff. Crazy, uh, God's crazy about you. Yeah. yeah. And what's weird is like in this world of self-esteem and everything that we, we live in, Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like there's just a lot of people who hate themselves. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's a correlation causation there. One of the, one of the things that I found really interesting about, um, Gen Z just reading and researching about them, which actually I'm going to have to stop researching them and start reaching, researching the next alpha. one alpha uh, pretty soon. Is that what they're calling uh, them? Yeah. Um, so we're starting over, we're starting over, we're starting we're with over. the Greek. Alpha it's getting, time. yeah. So <laughs> beta, beta, gamma, yeah. delta, epsilon, zeta, eta. Um, Yoda, Kappa. I can't go any longer. Yeah, um, so it's already went past me. <laughs> so um, I don't even remember what I was going to say. One of the interesting things about Gen Z. Yes, there you go. <laughs> One of the interesting things about Gen Z is um, their their humor. Okay. There are two like two types of humor that they enjoy more than any other type, and it is uh, like dark humor okay. and self deprecation. And I, I don't think it's coincidence that we see our culture rising with kind of like self-hate and not really loving who, who we are. Right. And also at the same time, this, this entire generation kind of like grasping the idea of some of the things that I think they think are the most funny are whenever they put themselves down. Right. Um, and yeah. so it's just well, I wonder, interesting to I wonder me. how much of a correlation, Adam, what you said with in the age of all this self-esteem where we're talking to – to young people saying, you're good, you're this, you're that. Like how much of the focus being on yourself yeah. is actually maybe the detriment instead yeah. of saying to somebody to serve others and to see the world as, you know, like your, your vocation to, to, to serve what God is. Uh, so let me throw this out. Yeah. So if Jesus says, um, he who wants to um, save his life, save his life, okay. must lose it. Right. Yep. Um, so what if part of what we're seeing is, you know, just a generation that's been brought up saying, no, the way to saving your life is by saving your life, by by blowing it up into more than what it actually is. When you're the center of the world. You're the center of it. 
Yeah, I think there's some damage in that, that when we make people the center of the world, yeah. we realize I'm not all that great. And, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, they are acting in ways that they were never created to act. Mm -hmm. And so, of course, there's confusion. And, of course, that there's, um, you know, a feeling of never measuring up and a feeling of I think, I think not, there's something not there. loving themselves. Yeah. Words of Christ himself. If you want to yeah. save your life, then lose it. Lose it. Mm-hmm. That's good. Or if you try to save it, you'll lose it. But if you lose it for my sake, you'll truly find it. Right. So. Yeah. And, and part of that, going back, back to it, part of losing your life and uh, just is, is learning to be selfless and loving others. Mm -hmm. And I think that I would, throw, I would throw this as another reason as why it's often difficult to love others. So we've talked about how, um, well, just people are messy, messy. So that makes it difficult. We've mm -hmm. talked about how sometimes we have a difficult time loving ourselves. So that makes mm -hmm. it difficult. But then I would throw a third one in, um, in there. And it's just that. There is a, a, a result of this broken world. There is some selfishness in us. And so it makes it hard to love others. Some? Sometimes. Yeah, there's a lot <laughs> of selfishness in us. So it makes it hard to love others because we often associate love with what we're going to get from people. And yeah. so if, if we're not going to get something from them, we are going to have a hard time loving them because we just don't understand that concept. Well, yeah. So speaking of that, just um, think about the Christmas wish list. This is the, the podcast I did by myself. Uh, last week, just listening, listing some of the popular presents through the years. And I, it struck me like back in the fifties, a hula hoop was like the number one and like 1 million units sold. And that was the mm. big, that was the big one. Right. Like 1 million. Whatever the popular present this year is not going to stop gonna at 1 million. million. We're yeah. so much more than that. And so, yeah, we we're very, we're very selfish. I think, I think too. Um, and I know we're running out of time probably, but anyway, um, I read a Keller devotion this morning um, in the, the Proverbs book, the um, wisdom for leading your life and all that stuff from Keller. Um, anyway, he talked about how even our culture kind of in some ways uh, separates different classes. Um, so uh, richer people are in some neighborhood, middle class in another neighborhood, poorer people are in another neighborhood. And, and so there's not as many opportunities for us to maybe love somebody that's lesser because we don't even live in the neighborhood with them, mm. you know? And so that just got me thinking really about how, what an opportunity we have as a church because the church is a place where There's, theoretically every social class right, yeah. should be in the same room. Right. So. Yeah. That's interesting. Anyway. So uh, no doubt it's difficult to love people. Um, but we're called to do it. Question, uh, question is how Adam, you gave three, three quick ideas and it's just, yeah, be mindful, be graceful and be self-giving. Talk to us uh, a little yeah. bit about those things. So mindful is the idea of if we're going to love as Jesus loved us, as God has loved us, then that means we've got to learn to see as Jesus saw. And so we want to be mindful. We want to be aware. We don't want our um, agendas to run our entire life. We want to be able to um, accept divine interruptions. Uh, we, it means we, we're going to have to slow down. We're going to have to calm the chaos you know, of our lives. And that's what being mindful is, is all about. And it's just kind of being intentional, being slow. Um, being graceful is probably the one that's the most obvious, but it's just being full of... Um, Grace. F-U-L-L. Yeah. <laughs> -L -L yeah. This is not about your coordination and your balance, um, yeah. but yeah. this is about being a person who is full of grace and who is always remembering that it's just like, hey, as God has forgiven me, um, I can forgive and I will never 
um, you know, have to, um, I, I will never have to forgive anyone more than what God has forgiven me in Christ. Mm-hmm. And so it's remembering that and being self-giving is, I think, probably fairly self-obvious as well yeah. um, to where it is. Um, it's the opposite of selfishness mm-hmm. and it is um, looking to serve, not to be served. Yeah. And th- I mean, th- those are the ways that people are going to, um, that's how we're going to love um, like Jesus loved. Yeah. And so go all in on those things. Maybe um, a little exercise for you listening would be just like, um, take those, take those three right now and just write them down on a notes on your phone or on a, in a journal, just be mindful, be graceful and be self-giving and write, write like a, a one sentence prayer that you can mm-hmm. pray every day this week uh, associated with those things. Be mindful. Um, God, help me to slow down and to pay attention to the people that yeah. you're putting in front of me and yeah. um, be graceful. God, help me to respond first with grace yeah. um, in all situations. Be self-giving. God, help me to get over myself and, mm-hmm. and be attentive to the needs and desires of others. Just things like that. It'll be yeah. um, hopefully really helpful to maybe add some rhythmic stuff that you can do every day to help you get to the point to where over time, as you walk with God, you, uh, you are becoming a more loving person towards others. Um, good stuff in Christmas wish list. Bottom line, as I have been loved, so I will love. Um, so the challenge is what, just asking the question, what does love require of me? What are we, uh, what are we really asking people to do here? Yeah, that? it's to ask that question this week. You know, you're going to be put in all kinds of different situations. And uh, some of them may be easier. Some of them may be more difficult. But it's just to ask, you know, hey, before I respond to this or um, as I see this need that's been presented or as this interruption has come this way, um, can I just ask, the, what does love require of me today? And what what can I do to show this person love here in this moment? So that, that's that's really yeah. what it is. And, and then and, and then I, act on it. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> often that question is going to lead to an action. Um, yeah, because generally the answer is easy. It's the action yeah. that's the hard. Yeah, I, I've I've been noticing that one of the questions that I um, kind of added to to my reflective rhythms recently um, is the very last thing that I answer. So just a journal prompt question and write in something. Um, is what, what, what do you, Luke, what do you feel like the spirit is prompting you to do right oh, man, now? I love that question. Um, and so just at the end of the devotional time, what do you feel like the spirit's prompting you to do right now? Yeah. I'll write it in. And then the catch is I'm not done with my reflective rhythms until I do that yeah. thing. Right. So <laughs> yeah. like the other day it was, um, to encourage some people. Mm-hmm. And so wrote down three names. Okay. Yeah. I am not done with my time until I've texted those three people or, yeah. or done something. And so, um, today it was to, to reread the, um, passage of scripture that, that was in, um, my devotional rhythms because my mind wasn't focused on it whenever mm-hmm. I did it. And so I was like, Oh man, spirits prompted me to go back and look yeah, at that. And that's so, great. yeah, um, that's so what I'm saying is yeah. what, what is required. It's going to get to action and yes. action is do. And do. the way that you show love is to demonstrate and to, and to love. No, I love that. I, I got a chance to spend a week with, um, my mentor and a, a few other guys. And what was funny is like last week, that was one of the things that just, um, kind of occurred to me whenever it came to my rhythms as well is um he was just saying you know, every day whenever i sit down to start my my reflective time um i'm just praying okay god prompt me with something prompt me with something and it may be an action it may be an insight it may yeah. be something right but so that's just uh so it's like you know what that's probably been lacking in my own reflective rhythm for a minute and um just asking god okay Prompt me, catch something, help, uh, help me catch something mm-hmm. today. Yeah. So, love, love it, man. Love it. Um, Christmas wish list, part two. Part three coming up next week. Josh is up, yep. and our word is hope. Hope is the word of the yep. day.
So Ooh. it'll be it'll be a good one. So if you're looking for something to hope for, raising we've, hope. Yeah, uh, the, the I'm gonna start the sermon with the five best hope songs. <laughs> oh really? No, just kidding. <laughs> um, I, I don't even think I can think of a hope. Uh, the dream is a wish your heart makes. Or, I don't know. Just kidding. When you wish upon a star. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, something like that. Uh, wish list has been fun so far. What, 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 what's something on your wish list this year? You know, so it's funny. So getting into golf a couple of years ago yeah. um, has made Christmas a whole yep, lot easier right. for, for my wife and yep. more expensive all at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But, so you got some golf stuff on there. Oh, yeah. Just, you know. Yeah, it's mostly – no, it's more like uh, training aids and those kind of okay. things. Okay. And, yeah. Yeah. I put some golf stuff on uh, on my list this year, both ball and disc variety. So <laughs> that's good stuff. That's, no, that's the that's – the, the that observation is the phrase that I've made for years on yeah. birthdays and Christmas is like, look, I play disc golf to bless you. There you go. Because it makes it easier for you to be generous exactly. whenever a, a gift opportunity exactly. comes around. People so. just don't know how hard we work to make life easier on other I people. I know. I'm just always thinking about others, trying to be a blessing. <laughs> Josh, you uh, got any grill stuff on there? Absolutely, man. Yeah, there you yeah. go. That's what it is. Grill stuff or uh, I'm into cast iron stuff, too, because yep. you can cast use that inside iron. cast iron like cookware. So yeah, the yeah. Lodge brand and others. Um, so I got this rusty racer for Christmas. You can nice. use some of the old. So, you know, one of my favorite possessions that I have um, is my Grandma Gibson's cast iron skillet. Yeah, I don't have anything that's generations old. It's all yeah. new to me. I don't know how old it is, yeah. but that thing is slick. And uh, she, <laughs> she did a lot of fried chicken in it. Yeah. And so it was funny. Whenever she was getting older and it was, um, you know, she was still kind of able to communicate really clearly. She was like, you know, what do you want? You know, whenever I'm gone, it's like, yeah. I want that. That's super <laughs> cool. Is it a big one? Um, it's an eight inch. So I mean it's 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 big enough. Yeah. Um, I cooked my scrambled eggs in it this morning, and there you go. Um, yeah, if it's if it's seasoned well enough, you can cook eggs, even oh, scrambled anything. in anything. a cast you can iron. Cook anything, yeah. anything in a cast iron skillet. So just right. got to keep it greased up. Let's uh, let's wrap up with a little bit of fun today. Um, Tinsel Town Throwdown is the Tinsel name. Tinsel Town of Throwdown. What we're gonna do right now, and uh, I think um, I think we'll go in team today. So you guys are working together, not right. against each other. Yeah. And it's just in the uh, Christmas spirit, as best as you can, complete the Christmas challenges. Okay. okay? So I'm going to give you guys. I got to get like a stopwatch out. I'm going to give you like 25 seconds. I want to. I didn't want to do 30 because that felt too long. Okay. I didn't want to do 20 because that felt like not enough time. So you guys get 25 <laughs> seconds to try and complete the challenge. And if you need more time, no. Like, I guess we'll up it. I don't know. What, what is the challenge? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So is it's, this like it's, a, it's, it's different. Do we every, have to do every burpees or no? <laughs> no, that has nothing to do. Uh, nothing to do with it. It's like uh, Christmas trivia stuff. And oh, okay. Sort of thing you know, like we usually do. So um, here's the thing. Okay, in the time given, twenty five seconds. Okay. Name all of Santa's reindeer. Go. Dasher, dancer, prancer, comet, Blitzen, comet, Cupid, Donner, or Donder. And Blitzen and Rudolph is. But who do you recall is the most famous reindeer of all? It's Rudolph. All right. Came from a 1939 Montgomery Ward commercial, by the way. Really? Rudolph did. I there think it was go. 39. There you and go. Did you know it's sometimes Donder yeah. and sometimes Donner? I did it's not. It's never know. Dander. <laughs> yeah. Never. How do we do? Never Dander. Uh, you guys got that in less than 12 seconds. All right. There you go. Um, and well done. I would not have been able to do that. <laughs> oh, and you noticed how many I said. Yeah, you, you were like, Cupid. <laughs> Cupid. Uh, that's, that's good. Well done, Josh. Uh, most Christmas hey, spirit award. We're here for you. it. Yeah. All right. Um, here we go. Uh, in the time given, name five characters from the movie Elf and Santa doesn't count. 
from the movie Elf. Mm-hmm. So Will Ferrell? Yeah, Will Elf? Ferrell. So, well, so Buddy. Characters, Buddy. Papa Elf. Yeah, uh, Zoe Deschanel. <laughs> Who is? What's her name? I don't know. Oh, man. <laughs> I forgot her name. Uh, then there's the, the dad, the mom, dad and, and the mom brother. And brother. <laughs> there we go. That doesn't, I forget their names. That doesn't though. go. You got to name the characters. Yeah. Uh, what about the guy in the, the angry elf room they drink with? You know, that's yeah, that's fun. There's the angry elf. <laughs> South Pole elf. South, South Pole. He's from the South Pole. There you Pole. go. That's 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 his character. There you go. Yeah. I can't remember their last name. No, I don't remember anybody's name. All right, we'll halfway give this one to you guys. <laughs> uh, we failed that. Don't give it. it you guys could probably could have done actors, right? So you went Will Ferrell. You went Zoe Deschanel. Zoe Deschanel yeah. Uh, Bob Newhart. James Conn. Um, yeah. Right. Bob yeah, Newhart. Bob Newhart. James Conn. So you need one more. And then um, Ed Asner, but that's Santa. So. Uh, yeah. And he didn't count. No. So there you go. All right. Well, then there. What, do we know any other names? Uh, yeah. So here's an answer. There's uh, Jovi is the name oh, yeah, of, Jovi the, uh, is the girl. of the girl. Uh, there's Buddy. Michael is the brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deb is the secretary. Oh, yeah. Deb. <laughs> Fulton. Leon the snowman. Papa Elf. Walter. This, Walter. Uh, Miles Finch. Yeah, Miles Finch. Finch Miles Finch. Oil. That's Emily the Emily Morris uh, or uh, my favorite that did not make this list, Francisco. 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 That's fun to say. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yep. um, that is very good. That's a classic movie. I love that one. In the time given, no, uh, figure out all of the words to the first verse of All I Want for Christmas is You. So do you know the verse? Oh, my oh, goodness. No, no we don't. Skip. Just skip. <laughs> Pass. Oh, come Throw on. out you the white flag, man. Just, uh, you're in a retail store, and they no, just I know. finished Here's simply the having of, a wonderful Christmas time. Here's the words of that song I know. All I want for Christmas is yeah. you. All I want for <laughs> yeah. Christmas is you. you, you maybe. It's, it's, I don't, maybe. I don't want a lot for a lot Christmas. I don't want a lot for Christmas. Thing I need. Just one thing that I need. There you go. I don't need the underneath the Christmas tree. tree. There you go. That's Good better. job. Yeah. yeah. Good job. Well done with the jingle. Yeah. Trademark. Uh, okay. Will not be my uh, in the time given, this one, this one, I think you guys can do twenty-five seconds in the in the in the time given. Name eight Christmas songs. Go. Eight Christmas songs. Eight Christmas songs. All I want for Christmas is you. <laughs> Jingle <laughs> nice. bell rock. Jingle bell rock. Jingle bells. Um, Silent nights. Uh, joy to, night. Joy to the world. Little town of Bethlehem. Uh, one more. Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer. There we Boom. Go. 11.8 seconds. So there you go. Uh, we could have done 20. You could have done 20. <laughs> I don't know if I could have. Yeah. Maybe we should have gone against each other. Josh would have. Josh would have. No, no, me. I like yeah, that. Yeah, that's fine. All right. Um, let's see here. Name seven gifts from the 12 days of Christmas. Oh, my goodness. On the first day of Christmas. Partridge in a pear tree. Two right. turtle doves. Three French hens. Four, four calling f- birds. Five golden rings. Six geese laying, seven songs of swimming, uh, French horn, seven, eight, Lord, uh, eight lords of leaping, lords of leaping, maids of no. milking, maids of milking, nine, nine lords of leaping, ladies dancing, oh, yeah, that's it, ten lords of leaping, yeah. eleven ladies dancing, pipers piping, pipers piping, twelve drummers drumming, yeah, yeah, so there you go, you really got, bad gifts. Josh got pretty much all twelve of and them, and I think that if, so, if this was modern, what would it be? If it was modern, it'd be like On the first um, day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. But I, I don't know the significance of any of those things, so it'd be hard to do. But one PS5. One PS5. Two. Two controllers. Three. <laughs> three. Um, uh, three. I, I'd want more than three games, though. So hmm. So you want the PS5? Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. Okay. No, I don't need that. AJ just got one. Yeah. This is just some, oh, he got one. Okay. Throw yeah. some V-Bucks in there or something. Yeah, exactly. There you go. So, okay. Uh, name. You can do this one too. This is easy. Name eight Christmas movies. Eight Christmas movies. All right. So Elf, Frosty, Christmas Vacation, Christmas Story, uh, Home Alone, Home Alone Two, 
Home Alone 3. Die Hard. Uh, <laughs> die Hard. Die Hard. Yes, I okay, agree. Rambo wonder, First Blood. It's a Wonderful Life. Um, Did you know there's Christmas trees in Rambo First Blood? White Christmas. I did not know. Yeah, yeah White Christmas. Did we do Christmas Story yet? Yeah. Mm-hmm. A Christmas Story, a Christmas Story. Yeah, we could do that you, one too. You guys got it. All right. You, you got it. There you go. Nice. And Christmas you, Vacation 2. All right. Watch here's, a, here's a little bit of a more fun one. Okay, so you tell me. Die Hard um, 2. You tell me the Christmas movie that this quote is from. Be it ever so heinous, there's no place like home. Uh, I don't know. Okay. Wizard of Oz. There's no place like home. A Christmas movie. I know. Uh, I don't know. I have it's, no idea. It's, it's The Grinch. Be it ever Ooh, so uh, heinous. Maybe why oh, that's a movie no we didn't even like name. Home. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, the, yeah. okay. the Grinch is a good one. Oh. Like Dr. Seuss, the original one? No, it's probably. No, that's Jim Carrey. Carrey. Oh, well, that's the worst one. Of all the Grinch movies, that's the worst one. Wow, yeah. Josh coming in from the top rope. Yeah. I like that one. Ah. It's enjoyable. Oh. The Benedict Cumberbatch cartoon one that they did more recently is also so fun. funny, man. Uh, what's the matter? Haven't you ever seen a talking snowman before? Is that Frosty or else? It's not Frosty, but you are kind of in the right Jack world Frost? of it's not Jack Frost. Rudolph the red nosed reindeer. Rudolph. The, the it is Rudolph the, okay. the claymation Rudolph. Yes. Okay. All right. Um, all right. I believe. I believe. It's silly, but I believe. Mm. Is that Santa Claus? Is this Elf? It's so, it's back on the Grinch. Oh, I don't know why they threw two Grinches. There well, are four a, questions, and yeah. they put two Grinches. Jim Carrey Grinch? I guess. I don't mm-hmm. know. And uh, last one. And we're going to have the hap, hap, happiest Christmas, Christmas ever. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Christmas vacation. That one. There we go. Cool. All right. Well, you TV guys. TV version. You guys have done well. Edited yeah. for TV version. Yes. Edited for by, TV version. By a lot. You've done uh, you've done well in the tinsel. So little little. I, I just found this fact out. So in that scene where he's losing his mind like that, mm-hmm. all the when he's facing the entire family. Yep. The entire all the other actors they have cue cards on the front of their clothes so that he's able oh, to be more engaged uh, with it and he didn't have to memorize that whole speech. Oh, that's good because that was a uh, lot. It was a lot there. I was just I, I just imagined knowing Chevy Chase that it was probably just. They said, hey, get angry, get uh-huh. angry, yeah. lose your mind. Yeah. And he just went for it. Yeah. You know, that's... But no, they all had cue cards on. There yeah. we go. The that's more fun. you know. That's fun. It's like a Christmas kids program with all go. of the uh, ladies at the front holding up the, <laughs> the signs. You know? Come on, Chevy. You can do it. <laughs> you can do it, Mr. Chase. You yeah. can do it. Where's the Tylenol? Come on. <laughs> Where's the Tylenol? Um, that is just a great movie. TV. Edited uh, for TV. TV. <laughs> <laughs> it really, it really is. Uh, you got to do like, even a Christmas story, you kind of got to do the edited for TV one. No, nah, that one's fine. Yeah, there's a little bit in there. A little bit in nah, there. I, 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 I would show. are around. I, I'd be okay. I think. All right. But I've also got a 22-year-old and a 20-year-old. So. Right. I don't even yeah. think about that. I remember, I remember seeing the non-TV version of a Christmas story as an adult, and I was like, and my kids, my, my parents let me watch that when I was like seven, I guess. That's what I thought. But anyways, I also. You were also homeschooled. I also did think that the most inappropriate word was fudge because yeah. of that movie. Like I thought <laughs> straight up, like I thought straight up before I knew what the most inappropriate word is. I thought, ooh, I cannot say that word at all. Well, that's a good lesson to take away. So, not a bad one. There you yeah. go. Hey, but we, uh, we're grateful uh, for the Christmas season. Grateful for Christmas wish list. Um, this series that we're in, we'll be in for part three and, uh, it's going to be a good one next week. So join us in person, uh, online, uh, in person is cooler. Um, and then back on Corinth in your car next week. We hope you have a great week. Peace and grace.